Hello, Luxembourg, and welcome to a new episode of the Journal Briefing with Pat. This is your go-to English podcast for staying in the know about critical topics in Luxembourg. No matter if you're an expat living here, if you've moved abroad, or if you just prefer to listen to podcasts in English, here you'll get your weekly recap of what's been the talk on the Lizaboya Journal. I'm your host, Pat, and for this episode of Week 41, we finally brought the chamber elections behind us, which does not mean that our political coverage is over. On the contrary, we'll be covering more political grounds for you while the new government is being put together. Buckle up. Just in time after last Sunday's election chaos, journalist Camille Frati takes us through the history of Luxembourg's coalitions. Post-1945, Luxembourg's governments have consistently been multi-party coalitions, evolving from two sums to a recent trio. They have driven crucial infrastructure, economic and societal reforms in the Grand Duchy. Part 2 of Coalitions and Reforms We've all seen them, election posters everywhere. Slogans are the backbone of electoral campaigns. With only limited space, parties not only have to catch the attention of potential voters, but also to convey as much information as possible. Journalist Mish Pouch talks with linguist Christian Porschke about how the parties try to overcome this problem. While some play clever linguistic tricks, others fall flat. In 2018, the Luxembourgish government introduced an ambitious plan called Pan-LGBTI, aimed at promoting the rights of LGBTI individuals in various areas, including education, employment, health and more. In talks with representatives of Rosa Lützebusch, the Ministry of Family and El Moms, journalist Jean Kapschen raises questions about the plan's implementation and transparency, with calls for clearer evaluation mechanisms and deadlines. Already mentioned in the last episode, sustainable or green finance is gaining momentum in Luxembourg, hosting a staggering 43% of ESG funds. Yet it remains missing from the electoral discourse. Explore this disconnect with journalist Theodor Georgiev and experts Julian Fromauf from ABBL and Michael Halling from the University of Luxembourg. Slithering our way out of politics now, in the recent past, Luxembourg has been striving to make cargo ship transport on the Moselle River more interesting for companies. Journalist Christian Bloch visited the Inland Waterway Service in Wasserbillig and talked to Norbert Schilling, head of the Inland Waterway Service. What's the environmental importance of water freight transport, especially in comparison to transport by truck? And at last, delve into the world of sustainable and second-hand furniture with journalist Laura Tomasini and learn about IKEA's fast furniture and their production, but also get to know more sustainable options like the eco-friendly furniture set by Luxembourg designer Ruth Laurent and about resale points for old furniture like Trog and the Occasions Boutique. And here you have it, you're now up to date with the most crucial stories on the Lützebäuer Journal. Join us again next week for another edition of the Journal Briefing with Pat, in which we'll have a look at some remedies against food waste and an in-depth analysis of the chamber election results and many more. Until then, take care, stay curious and see you soon. This was the weekly briefing with Pat. 
and the Lützeboer Journal. Tune in every week for a recap of the most interesting and thought-enticing stories in Luxembourg, because we provide solutions-based journalism. If that sounds like your cup of tea, well, consider subscribing. And remember, all our articles can be enjoyed in three languages. French, German and obviously English.